Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Today is episode 12. Uh, we're here again with me, Bob Chank. Nick Davis. And today we have a really special, special episode. Um, the reason why it's special because I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but um, I know every... You got me on my toes there, Bob. Yeah. But, <laughs> but every episode, we have nothing planned. Something always uh, comes out of it that's special, that's filled with fun, passion, and information. Well, at least I feel like it. And it's not just like a boring hour of us talking. Um, hopefully, if you're listening, you're just getting some sort of value from this. Um, but yeah, what, what do you want to start off, Nick? All right, so episode number 12, Dirty Dozen. Bob, when things are going on for, you have a certain frequency for things. I think a lot of people get fatigued. They get tired. Um, you laughing about the Dirty Dozen thing? I'm like cracking up about Dirty Dozen. All right, go there ahead. Go. Sorry. Perfect. It's like the perfect number. You get a dozen eggs. And it's dirty. What? It's dirty? Like, like dirty. Oh, yeah, Dirty Dozen. That's, yeah. just, that's just the thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you get doing something for a certain amount of time in a row, and people get fatigued. They get tired. Um, and I want to talk today about perseverance. Okay. For you, when you feel, whether it's with something like this, that we're doing the, you know, frequent podcast episode, I have a feeling that neither of us are getting tired of it. I know I'm not. But when you got something you're doing that you know is important for you or you made a commitment to do it and you get fatigued, you get tired, what helps you to keep persevering? What helps me? Yeah. You know, Nick, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when we were planning on recording this, so when I saw you today, yep. I asked if you wanted to, to record a podcast, or that was probably yesterday, yep. and I was like kind of nervous, because the things that I've been wanting to do, yeah, like like the tough things, I've been getting fatigued, Okay. and I haven't really been doing that one hour thing, uh, the one hour group helping thing, yeah. Um, because I don't feel like, I know it's important, but I also feel like it's not important. Tell me more about that. Does that make sense? And this goes back to this idea of, you're right, perseverance. Perseverance. Yeah, perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance can sometimes make you, think of the right word, precipitate, sweat. Perseverance can make you sweat. Perspiration. There we go. Perspiration is the word. Perseverance can make you perspirate, but, yeah, to persevere. To persevere. Um, where was I at? Sorry, but, but yes. So I feel like it's, it's not important, but it's also important. And it's this idea of resistance that I'm having a struggle, I'm having a hard time overcoming. Yeah. Now, so, Bob, break it down for me. You say it's important, but it's not important. And both of the things may be true. But break it down for me. What part about that is do you feel like in your mind is really not that important for you anymore? So, yeah. So, that... So, I'm, I'm becoming lazy. That's okay. part one. I'm getting used to, I guess, the, the daily motions. Status quo. I'm getting used to status quo, right? Number three, um, I don't see the immediate results. Yeah. And now that I'm saying these three things, it's like the opposite of what I believe in. Right, and and it's so you verbally acknowledging that externally, just how everything, every wavelength frequency that goes on in this universe, it has a vibration that echoes off of things. As we're talking, our sound waves are echoing off this wall. As you hear yourself talking, you're saying, "This is just not me." Yeah, I I feel guilty. Okay. Well, so one part of my mind, when I was walking into this podcast, I was thinking. Oh, I'm just gonna tell Nick that it doesn't matter anymore. That I shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah, just um, it's like the typical PT thing, right? That we all joke about because we have battle fatigue sometimes from school. But all right, stub my toe, amputate, start over, get a new foot. Yeah, that's that was my mindset coming in, um, and I'm scared. I don't I don't know. Does that make sense? Scared of what? Scared of letting you down. That's what I'm scared of. And more importantly, I guess, 
facing the truth. Yeah. Uh, for myself. Because I'm. Ooh, that's deep, actually. Right, because okay. I'm really not that bad of a guy. I'm just here being your friend, but I'm here to help remind you of the story you tell yourself. Yeah. Because I think one of the hardest things for a lot of people where they get in their own way is that they continuously change the story they tell themselves based on the immediate situation at hand. Okay. And what I mean by that is as soon as, you know, if things are going well, life is great, you're enjoying little things, um, but nothing's too hard, you don't have that resistance up against you. Yeah. You tell yourself a story of I'm great, I'm doing this, these are A, B, C, the values I stand for and what I do. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, once you meet that resistance, once you meet a strong resistance to a certain extent, you start telling yourself a different story about yourself. Oh, this thing I'm doing is not as important anymore. Um, those old values, values A, B, and C. Yep. It's really only value A and B. And B is only kind of partially there sometimes. So it's really only value A that I stand for now. When you meet resistance, when anybody, including myself sometimes, this is a human temptation out of laziness. When we meet resistance, we can oftentimes change the story that we tell ourselves. We can change our perception of what's going on about what's important to us. Mm -hmm. But I think the real secret is, and maybe it's not... Maybe the sad part is that it does feel like a secret sometimes to too many people. Yeah. Is that we need to keep our story. We need to keep our self-belief of who we are and what we're doing on this earth. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Um, but in the back of my mind, I feel like I need to like hit rock bottom mm. and not be comfortable in order to like keep going and, and go at a thousand percent okay but at the same time i know that i'm going a thousand percent sometimes yep but then i'm, I'm getting that fatigue yep um and then not going at a thousand percent what does rock bottom mean to you so rock bottom means that i can't afford heat yep i am living on the streets yep and i'm not comfortable okay that's what rock bottom means to me um, but I feel like at the same time, that's a huge, huge, huge excuse. Okay. That it's an excuse to need to be at rock bottom before you can start up. Yes. Well, for, for me to, to, to go a hundred percent. Yeah. All the time. Okay. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, and, and sure that there's, there's importance of having breaks yep. ha- and having time for yourself to, to regenerate. And, and again, I am working on that and being okay with that. But other times when I know I'm supposed to be working and then going my all, yeah. Um, sometimes that fatigue hits in and then like that area of my brain being complacent, right? And we talked about this, how complacency is horrible. Yeah. Right? It's one of the worst sicknesses. Yeah. And and if you're complacent, if you're okay, you're, you're not moving forward. Um, I think for me personally, I know in the grand scheme of things, I am moving forward. Yeah. But in the micro... I'm feeling a little bit more complacent. You can refine the details. Yes, I can refine the details. And Bob, I think you brought up a really great point of it's okay to rest when you tell yourself to rest, and it's okay to be going after things when you tell yourself to go after things. Yeah. The complacency sets in when you tell yourself to go after things and you rest. It's not bad to rest. Yeah. Rest when you tell yourself to rest, but it's about... When you have that intention, you need to follow through. Yeah. So keep going ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. No. So that's where I'm at. Like, I'm doing this. I, I, I've been doing my Facebook Lives. Yep. I have been posting twice a day. Yep. The only thing I haven't been doing. And, and I did reach my weekly goal from last week. Fantastic. Good. Um, we want to hear more about that soon. But yes. keep going on this stuff. But that last part of that uh, one-hour group helping thing, Yeah. it's so uncomfortable because it feels like I'm completely wasting my time but at the same time if we go back a few episodes ago yep I said uh, I answered one person's question yep. and they're like thank you so much you, you just made my night yeah and that made my night right so it's finding that balance it's that so if for anybody who's familiar with motivational interviewing or like the stages of change there's this uh, term called ambivalence ambivalence which is also like a term you can find in the dictionary but it's basically a battle 
between yourself of right and wrong. Okay. Right? You would I'm following, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's that battle within, and you have to overcome that ambivalence for the, the positive side to, to overcome. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. In order for behavior change to occur. And right now, that behavior change for me, which is adding that, that habit of, of the one-hour group helping, the negative side is beating it up, beating okay. me up. At this moment, it is. At this moment. Um, and then there are other moments when the positive side is beating the negative side up. Yeah. Like, like a few episodes ago. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, and the answer, if I were to coach myself, how, how, I would, how I would overcome this is by talking with somebody else like this. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the only way to come overcome. Because if you, bring, if you have that internal battle between, like you said, that good and the bad, and one keeps overcoming the other back and forth, that's an internal battle that it's easy to justify your way out of it. Yeah. But as soon as you make that external and you, it's not even about me being here necessarily. Um, but having that relationship with somebody where you trust and you just lay it on the line of this is what it is. Yeah. It, it's not about you coming to me to say this. It's about you putting everything out there on the table so that what you're really looking at is you're staring yourself back in the mirror and when you stare yourself back in the mirror, you say, here's all the stuff that's really going on. Here are the facts without my excuses, yeah. without my emotional twist on them about what they really mean or what they really don't mean. Yeah. It's not manipulating them before they come out. It's here's what it is, and what do I do to work with it? 100%. And that's why we're doing this, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why, that's why I met you today, yeah. and we're talking about this. So, Bob, and, I want to get back to one other thing. Yep. Um... You mentioned the idea about rock bottom, that you felt there's at least some part of you, some part of that internal dialogue that said, I don't know, I might need to get to rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You mentioned what rock bottom means to you. What's the closest you've ever been in your life to rock bottom? The closest I've ever been to rock bottom? Yeah. Um, I guess it was like during high school. It wasn't, I was never in, in a place of harm. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness. Knock on wood. Absolutely. Um, I, I always had a comfortable living environment throughout my life. Uh, very lucky. Very grateful. Um, I guess. I guess in like my high school days, when I was, I guess rejected by a girl that I liked. Yeah. And then. What uh, grade were you in? I was a senior in high school. Senior in high school. All senior right. in high school. Um, and basically, I never been rejected before, and I never like. That was my first time actually reaching out to somebody else yeah. and actually asking for something, um, for for anything, not just like relationship wise. A that state the, of vulnerability. Yep. That was yeah. That was the first time I was vulnerable because I was never vulnerable with my parents. I was never vulnerable with, with actual friends that I had, um, and that was the first time I was vulnerable, and I just got knocked in the face the first time. Yeah. And I was just I guess in a state of depression for a few years. Um, that was, I guess, rock bottom. And that was actually the pivoting point of my life for me to start self-development, start um, learning about myself and growing Because you wanted to change. Because I wanted to change. Uh, th- that was, I guess, my pivoting rock bottom moment for me. Um, but yeah, that's... And that's interesting because I think that's something, Bob, that so many people can relate to. They have a moment in their life where they feel like, man, I'm reaching. I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting myself in a very vulnerable state. Yeah. And I'm not comfortable doing it, yep. but I'm taking that risk anyway. Uh, then there are ultimately two options. Either you're, to some degree, you're accepted or rejected. Yeah. And facing that rejection on one of the first times you put yourself out there in a vulnerable state, it's very easy, and as you did and as I've done in my past, to interpret that as, Nobody likes man, you. I've never done this before. Yeah. I put myself out there who I am. I was denied. They don't like me. Mm. And if they don't like me and I put myself out there, that's the only time I put myself out there. Man, other people must not like me. Yep. And it keeps on scaling up from there. Yeah, 100%. And it affects your your identity of who you see yourself as. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so what can I do? That's the question. That's the, that's the next question. What can I do moving forward? Um, one, I guess... Again, if I were to coach myself, yeah, to 
have a clean slate and not worry about revealing the truth to yourself anymore moving forward because the truth's already out there and all you can do is just run with it and start doing it again. So you're saying you're not even worried about revealing it because it's already out there and you're treating it like it's already revealed. Well, I already revealed it. Yeah. So um, that was the first step, right? So the butterflies are gone. They're, They're released from their cage. Okay. Right? Then the next step after you've done that or after I've done that is to pick myself up and then look to see whether this is the right path or not, like actuality without the excuses yeah. and see if it's the right thing that will make me happy and, and reach me, uh, help me reach towards my goal and then execute on whatever I think should be the right answer, right? That's my next step. Um, as for the actual step to do, I'm still thinking. Okay. Right. Um, and yeah, going back to your first question that you asked that started this whole conversation, during the times of fatigue, during the times of uh, tiredness, like when you're just going through the motions like we I all was. have them. Yep. How do you persevere? Yeah. Right. And that was basically our whole conversation right here. But the answer is accountability, right? Okay. Either accountability to other people or accountability to yourself, right? Um, so... I wanted to be accountable to you. I wanted to be accountable to myself, but I didn't do it in the end. But um, that allowed me to pick myself up and, and start over again. Does that make sense? Because there's some impetus external to you, a driving gravitational force helping you get up. Yeah. And and um, I don't want to say like other people, but like yeah. for me... If I didn't have you, if I didn't have you during this podcast and me being accountable to you, yeah, I probably would just keep on making excuses, yeah, and not reevaluate where I'm at. Well, it takes a lot of humility to say that, to acknowledge where you're really at, and I think that gives a great example to a lot of our listeners and to a lot of the clients that you work with, because it it does take humility to admit that. And it's challenging. It's something we all go through. Some of us are better at it than others. Some of us have had more practice. Some of us, it's a bigger, more desperate scale than it is for other people. Yeah. But it's absolutely a factor. And one thing that, like, I am guilty of a lot is comparing myself to people who are on Chapter 25 where I'm on Chapter 2. Have I mentioned this before? No. Um, But, like... People who are so far ahead that built such a solid foundation already and they're reaching success that looks almost instantly, like reaching 20 clients in in a week, right? After just a month, quote unquote, a month of starting their online business, right? You don't see that the 20 years of building that foundation like uh, in person as a personal trainer, right? Right. Um, And that's why... So you're comparing everybody's highlights. Yeah. It's... You're right, it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, and you hear, it's a common cliche, stop looking at other people's shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's hard. It's hard, yeah, right? Yeah, there's, there's that little ego in the back of our minds. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's tough to keep it in the back of our minds. Yeah. Well, it's, it's rough. But, I mean, what can you do, you know? All you can do is just get up yeah. and keep on going. So speaking of, Bob, you keep mentioning about get up, keep on going. You've got to have a solid foundation to lay out the rest of the chapters. Okay. I want to go back one more time yeah. to your idea of rock bottom. Okay. You already talked about what rock bottom means to you. Yep. You've talked about how sometimes it feels like you need that reset yep. of rock bottom to get up going. You've talked about what in your life you felt the closest to rock bottom. What I would encourage you to do, and I'm only saying this because I – Encourage myself to do it. Yeah, let's let's do it right now. Put them in the spot. Put you on. Well, so no. First of all, it's. I think, and what I do that's been very helpful for myself is I reevaluate, rock bottom. Okay. And what I mean by that is I say, not just what is rock bottom the worst. What is rock bottom as in what could the worst possible situation be to restart, but. What's the worst I've been this month? And I take that feeling. 
and that's my rock bottom. Huh. That's my mental rock bottom. And I say, okay, I map in my mind, if this is the worst, it can be in many different categories, but if this is the worst, if this is my rock bottom for this month, yep. I'm not letting myself get below there. Because once huh. you're rock bottom, you can't get below rock bottom. Wow. So you're telling me that the rock bottom changes. My rock bottom changes. Okay. And it's... Interesting. A lot of it's about the story you tell yourself. Yes. And my story is one of greatness, continued learning, and capability. Mm-hmm. And that's the story I tell myself that I keep improving on for who I am. And so my rock bottom does change. And so my worst this month will be far better than my worst last month. Okay. And I keep improving and holding that standard for myself. What do you mind, like, sharing? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't want to. Just... No, absolutely. I just, I've got to spend some time thinking of some concrete examples here because it, it's one thing to talk about concepts, but then you have to bring it to reality. Um, I think sometimes for me it's easy to get overwhelmed. I got a lot of stuff I'm excited for. Yep. I also got some things I'm doing I'm not as pumped up about 500% mm. like I am for my passions. Um, yep. And I have a lot of different areas I like to have focus in. A lot of great relationships in my life. A lot of, just a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me, kind of my rock bottoms the past couple months have been in, oh man, one more day, got to bang this out, got to gear up, got to roll up the punches, got to make it happen, got to battle my way through. Yeah. And I, I get too focused on just finishing out the day sometimes. I get too focused on saying, all right, get an attitude of taking a one, two, three hours at a time, making it through the day, and I don't, I don't always take the fullness of time to live in the present as much as I should. So you're always thinking about the future? or Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, this isn't... This comes in varying degrees. Yep. Um, it's far... I'm doing far better than I was in the past. Yep. Far better. Because I keep resetting that rock bottom. And it's a way for me to compare myself to myself to make my next self even better. Okay. And so for me, a couple... Like a few podcasts ago, we were talking about... All right... My new motto that I came with up on the spot is, I can't be overwhelmed if I'm doing one thing at a time. Yep. And I hold myself to that. I make it happen. And, of course, we all slip up. We're human. We're bound to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but just as you hold that new rock bottom, just as you hold that new standard for yourself, you're constantly preparing and telling yourself that you're going to be better. Okay. Yeah, so that's... That's a bit of it for me. It's really about holding a new standard and a new expectation to rise to. Okay. Because I think a lot of people set big goals, like my next goal for this next month might be dot, dot, dot. Yep. And they talk about achieving what are you at at your top end. Yeah. What are you at at your best during that month? What is the one thing that you are shooting for? Yep. And I think that's very important. I think it's very important to be at your best. Okay. But then what happens when you reach that goal, Bob? You create another one. You create another one. And yeah. you do not become complacent. Yep. There's, there are a lot of people that, that don't have the attitude of you achieve a goal, you make a new one. Yep. I think it can be easy sometimes to say, all right, sweet. Like, this was my goal for four weeks from now. Yeah. But I did it in three weeks. Yep. So I can just chill this last week. I can do, I can sit back, I can relax, I can enjoy myself, not do much at all. I see. So you've got to have a goal for the top for what you are at your best because yeah. it's important to strive and You're achieve. You're always reaching. Always reaching. Okay. But you've got to bring that bottom line up too. You've got to say, yeah. this is what I can't afford to be. I can't afford to be this part of my worst. Okay. So um, what happens if you go back to that space? What happens yeah. if you start going down again? I get pissed off. Okay. And like honest gut rapid fire reaction. I get pissed off. And then how do you... And because I get pissed off because... Now, I'm a very intentional person. Okay. And 
I find value in living my life with a purpose. 100%. And so for me, if I tell myself I'm going to do something, yep. set a standard, hold myself to that standard for things that are within my control. Okay. If all the factors are within my control for my intention of how I want to live, and I don't live up to that, I get pissed off at myself. Yeah. I tell myself, you're better than that. You got a better work ethic than that. Let's get back to it. Okay. And I don't get angry very often. Yeah. But when I do, I use that as a great source of fuel. Huh. As an impetus to get back. So it's not even a directional anger. It's not even that, like, I necessarily get angry at myself or at the world or all depressed or mad at people. Yeah. I get pissed off with being... Complacent. Mediocre and complacent. Makes sense. Makes sense. Basically, uh, you're always reaching. You're always going for a new goal. You're always trying to improve. Yeah. But that also comes with improving that bottom line. Yeah. So improving both the top and the bottom. Taking the whole... Taking your state of being... And I'm sorry for all you listening who don't like stats. I really don't like stats either. But the idea of a standard deviation... A certain amount above and a certain amount below. Yes. And you're carrying both your resting state and your whole standard deviation, your top and bottom line, up with you. Yes. And it's, it's, it's important, I guess, I correct me if I'm wrong, so you're moving both of them at an incremental, so it's not like a huge jump. Right. right? It's a slow right. process. Right. It's, it's saying that I will not get to this level again. If I'm throwing imaginary units out there, that might be from, like, 5 meters to, like, 5.05 meters. That might be, like, barely a thing. That, could I interject? Please. So, now that you mention that, if I compare myself, if I look at it that way, I don't think I've been complacent, right? So, you said that there's a baseline of... Uh, being complacent or going down. Yeah. And then there's uh, a space of going at a thousand percent, right? Yeah, and for I'm, the peak. Yeah. For the peak, and I'm I'm fluctuating in the middle. I feel like. Okay. So last last. So you feel like you are currently not at your peak. I'm not at my peak, but I'm also not at the or going backwards. Right. So l- last month, for example, I wasn't doing Facebook lives. I yep. wasn't. Uh, I was posting, I think, once, sometimes twice a day. Yeah. But I'm doing both of them now. Yeah. Um. I'm still doing webinars. Yep. Right. That that was like last week. That was my peak. Or not last week. That was like last few months ago. Yeah. And that was my peak. Right. Yep. But now I'm moving upward. Yeah. And I'm adding this one hour uh, Facebook thing. Right. And it's fluctuating. It's not going backwards. I'm not stopping my lives. I'm not stopping uh, these podcasts. I'm not stopping the the posting. Right. That means... I'm not going backwards, like you right. mentioned, right? Um, l- like I said, I, I mentioned, and, and I know I'm self-aware that I am in the macro moving up yeah. to, to where I want to go. Right. Right. And I think it's also important for me to take a step back and look at the macro instead of... Yeah, instead of individual data points in a moment, look at that graph, look at the trajectory. Yeah. It, you, that's right. Like, if I take a step back and look at... The, the graph that of my growth, of my personal growth, yep. it's going upward. Right. I, I 100% know. I can guarantee you that it, it's going upward. I mean, I run into the same thing working with some of the clients I work with. Yep. I've got a guy right now where, you know, he's crazy strong, crazy fit. He's been working to rehab some injuries, older gentleman doing fantastic. Um, but he's at a sticking point with some weight right now. And, again, he's done it before. He knows how to do it. But he used to be weighing himself every single day. And he said, okay, sweet. You know, it's if Monday's the next time I have, if I train Monday and Wednesday, and oh my God. I, I weigh myself in on Friday, and I say, sick, dude. I've lost a pound and a half since Monday. He's, he, he knows it. He told me this. He's intentionally chilling until next Monday. Then he gets on the scale Monday, and the net progress, he didn't do anything in a week. Yeah. So what happens? He only weighs himself every week now. He intentionally takes that step back to be able to look at the graph, the trajectory, much better. And by doing so, he holds himself accountable that way. Yeah. That, oh my God. Like, basically, that's everything you teach as a nutrition coach, as a fitness coach. 
right? That if one week, like you said, you're losing maybe half a pound or mm-hmm. you plateaued if for that week. If you look at the month, you lost five pounds in the whole month, you're still making great progress. Absolutely. Right? Just that one week or that one day doesn't mean anything. Right. If looking at the macro, if the yearly chart says that you lost, I don't know, 40 pounds. That's huge. That's huge, right? And 40 pounds could be like maybe one month you lost, I don't know, four, five pounds. Yeah. It's, that's amazing. Yeah. Right? Huh. Interesting. Wow. There's and so many connections. We, I think we have to use our mind and the hard wiring of our mind. And again, through self-awareness, because all of our minds work slightly differently from each other. We all have our thing. We have awareness of how we work to a certain extent. Yeah. And I always encourage for both our listeners and for ourselves and for myself especially, continue to work on knowing yourself better. The more you know yourself, the more you can define who you are, the more you can find your success. Huh. And I was going off that tangent and I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> but I will get back to that later. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so that's a good segue, I guess, into the check. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let me, the, the as traditions are, pulling out the wallet, grabbing the $500 check, putting it on the table. Putting it on the table. So we talked about this, like we hinted upon this, like, I guess 10 minutes ago or yeah. however long the, the, the episode was ago. Um, and I failed the, the habit of doing the one hour thing. Yep. Right. The one hour Facebook thing. I personally feel like, and this is not my excuses talking. Yeah that we should leave the $500 for the weekly habits that are actually tangible. Yep. Whereas the hab- habitual ones, the $500 is not scary enough mm-hmm. for me. It doesn't push me against the wall. Yeah. So I feel like the habitual ones, like the posting every day, the Facebooks, yep. uh, the groups, the, the webinars, I personally feel like it should be something even worse. Okay. So something non-monetarily because I don't want to run out of money. I don't want you to run before out of money either. This, uh, before our 1,000th episode. Um, so I like, I, I like to set something behavioral for me to do. Okay. Um, if I fail the habitual ones. Does I wanna, that make sense? I want to try an experiment, Bob. Okay, yeah. Um, so I agree. I think last episode we talked a lot about how you want the check to be accountability for these bigger things. Yep. For the... Um, you know, the major goals that you set that have a specific start date, end date. Yep. And that like are set tangible. A, a tangible and a deadline to them. Yep. These other things that you're talking about, they're still tangible. Yep. yep. It's still a definition of did I do it or did I not do it. Yes. Um, but they're more of habits to invoke. You're talking about how the $500 isn't scary enough. Yep. How it's not enough of a loss for these habits. And you want something even more on the line. Something more scary, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. You're scaring me, Nick. Absolutely. Good. Good. Because the only reason I'm scaring you is because I'm getting you to question your intention. Yeah. Questioning my intention? Questioning or questioning your commitment. Okay. Yeah. And because, again, you don't know what the question mark is in my mind. You don't know what I'm about to say. Yeah. So what I think should be on the line. Okay. So we got the $500 for those Weekly ones, ones with yep. the big ones with the deadlines for these habits that you want to have. It's not going to be $500. Okay. Bob, that's it's you. We are not risking anything tangible, nothing monetarily. You're putting your conscience on the line. You're not losing anything of your possessions. It's about because we can ultimately do that all the time. And you just saying that the $500 doesn't scare you. Okay. Of course, we can up the possession, and that might scare you a little bit. Yeah. But over time, that might fade as well. Okay. So tell me more about the conscience. Yeah. It's So I guess it's putting value into what you're doing. So you're not – so that you sticking to these habits doesn't become, okay, this is what I must do daily to keep the $500 or $1,000 or not look like a babbling buffoon for this weird task I have to do in front of everybody that I might use as an opportunity to improve my confidence. Yeah. But it's, no, I'm doing this because I want to do it and because myself at my best would do it. And it's intentionally not tied to anything external 
because I think these external accountabilities are very important. We need to verbally acknowledge them. Yep. But I think it can also be dangerous to always, for every little thing, attach some external possession to them. Yeah, that makes sense. What's what's in, It's still the same accountability. It's still you coming to me next week when we do our podcast and saying, either I did or I didn't. Yeah. And that's that's your word. That's that's who you are. That's me realizing is what I'm doing, is what I want to reach for, something I actually want to reach for. Is that important, so important to me that it's worth this hour of discomfort, overcoming this hour of discomfort in order to do it. Right. So it's both the, is this important enough for me? Yeah. And can I hold myself to a commitment, not for some external thing of not losing money or looking like a buffoon, but can I hold this commitment because I told myself I'm going to hold this commitment? Yeah. I, I like that. So it makes it... I think we should do that for... The, Let's try it for next week. But for next week, uh, then we can reevaluate in the future if that needs to change. I think that is good. It makes it a lot more scarier. Tell me about that. Why does because... it make it scarier? Because you're not... Does it feel like you're losing as much? Or... It feels like I'm losing more. It feels like... Because, like, it's like um, practicing what you preach. Yeah. Right? And then if I don't practice what I preach, it makes me look like, I guess, a fraud. Right. Right? And, and that's the secret is that you'll, you'll feel like a fraud before you are externally viewed as a fraud. And that's what's most important. Huh. Interesting. Because if you don't practice what you preach. Yeah. And you know that. Mm-hmm. Then it's you over. know it. it. But if you don't practice what you preach and you have to wait till somebody to figure that out and to observe that, that takes longer. You knew it yourself first. We all know if we don't practice what we preach. Absolutely. So there's a quote by Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Um, basically, he says, if you're not your number one supporter, you already lost. Mm. Right? And if you're not practicing what you preach and you're... And you're spewing out to the public things that you're not doing yourself, you're not your number one supporter. Does that make sense? I want to... I completely agree. Yep. I also want to make a quick side tangent before we go on okay. that. Yeah. There are times in my life, and I think there are times in everybody's life to a certain extent, where they are not their number one supporter. Yep. And they do need someone else to support them, someone else to pull them up. And I think it's as we acknowledge that for ourselves currently, that if we're not our number one supporter, there's a big issue. I think we need to have patience and compassion for people who currently do not believe that, and we need to give a helping hand to enable them to believe that, to empower them. Yeah. No, I... So, when Gary Vaynerchuk says you already lost... Yeah. He doesn't mean you already lost in the macro. Yeah. He means that you lost that specific moment. Mm. But then the next moment, or the next, I guess, um, football tackle, for example, you can win that. Right. right, and that's when you are supporting yourself, and that's when you are winning. It does that make sense? It, yeah. The it's, last, the last moment and the future moment don't matter. It's what in this moment do you believe in yourself or not? Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And if you go from day one to not believing in yourself at all to day two believing in yourself for two individual moments, yeah, those two individual moments on the grand scale of where you're going to be in five years might be nothing. Yeah. But that was still a hell of a lot greater than what it was the day before. Those two moments, all of a sudden, the next day, you believe in yourself for five individual moments. Yeah. And you're climbing. That's 250%. That is a 250% growth. That, you're right. It's, it's, it might seem like small steps, right? Individual, individual days, it might seem very small. Yeah. Again, in the macro, it seems, it, it's very huge. Right. If you're growing 250% every day, Phew. That's damn. That's like infinity in like two years. <laughs> so um, you can tell we're not math majors. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but um, that makes complete sense. And this really, I guess, grounded me again. I know I, I bought that term up that these podcasts really ground me. Yeah. And they really bring me back to, oh, stop worrying, Bob. 
Mm. You're stop feeling so guilty. Sure, you messed up a little bit, yeah. but in the grand scheme of things, and I keep on saying that over and over. I'm sorry if I'm getting repetitive, okay. but in the macro, you're doing phenomenal. Where you are right now in life compared to the seven billion people, you're part of the point zero one percent. That's true. In first personal development and growth, and just in life in general. Yeah. Is that right? What do you agree? I'm not, again, I'm not a stats guy. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know how. Bob, I love the attitude you live your life with, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I like it. Um, but we're, we're a rare breed of people. I want that to become less rare. Yeah, you're right. I want that to become less rare and that the energy that we carry forth, not, as, not because I'm someone incredibly great by any means, um, but because we can make simple, simple steps to inspire people and help people out i want to make this more of a common thing in a good way about you know too many people compare themselves to the average like for people's weight for example or people's health condition yep oh i'm about of average health in america great you're sick (laughs) right like oh i'm not doing that bad i'm like pretty average average among a smoker with diabetes and developing lung cancer no, you're sick. Yeah. And it's the average keeps on going down for a lot of things. Huh. Interesting. We've got to, I mean, we're, to keep it simple, we're, and I don't mean we as in you and I, Bob Chang, Nick Davis, but humans in general, we're social creatures that at our hearts have high expectations and love living in the present moment. Yeah. And we've got to help other people find that joy and fulfill their passion. Their passion may be like totally different than anything that I'm interested in. Yep. Great. They fill my deficits. They fill what I can't do fully. And we need more people on fire. We need more people to feel that passion for themselves. Huh. I like it. So what's the plan? How, how are you going to achieve that? How or, am I going to achieve or, that? Do you want to achieve that and I mean, it sounds like to me you want to achieve that. But yeah, how, and for, how for me, it's, for me, great question, Bob. For me, it's more of an attitude I live my life with. It's less about how do I concretely objectify and achieve that goal with this certain deadline. Yep. Um, but it's much more about I want to keep sharing my passion with people, sharing that reason about what's my purpose, why I get excited for life, and I want to help enable people to find that reason for themselves, to encourage themselves to see themselves for not only who they truly are, but who they're capable of being at their best too. To get a snapshot of that and saying, that may look totally different than who you are now or what you believe in or how much you believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. But I don't care. I don't care if you ever even get close to that. I want you to get closer to that. I want you to bridge the gap. I I really want to help people Get from where they are currently to take a few steps in the right direction. Okay. Is there anything on your mind, maybe five years down the line, that you want to do concretely that helps people do that? When I'm out as... So this time next year, I'll be a fully licensed physical therapist. Yep. Already taking the board exam, starting my job. Five years out from now... Whatever official title or role I have, I want to have a network, have a mentorship network for student PTs and for young developing physical therapists to help them enhance who they are as people and enhance who they are as critical thinking practitioners that can help people. I want to create, yeah, I want to create a mentorship network, and I want to help, I really don't want to limit it. I just really want to help people discover who they are okay, and who they can be. I like it. Yeah, specifically through the health field, specifically through physical therapy, where I think we have an, a tremendous an immense amount of freedom, an immense 
amount of creative potential to help people. Huh. I like it. Maybe one day we could work together and do big things. There we go. Maybe one day. Maybe on our the 2000 episode. <laughs> so. We're setting big dreams here, Bob. I so. like it. All right, Bob. Let's, uh, so, again, you mentioned very briefly that you achieved your goal. Yep. Um, tell, tell us about that process. Yeah, so, I, so last week uh, I announced that if I didn't get a paying client uh, by Monday, either Sunday or Monday, I was going to yep. um, put an announcement uh, that I was going to give away my $3,000 coaching program for yep. free so I could get, I guess, to, to help people. Yeah. One, to help people, and two, to, to get some testimonials. Yeah. Um, and I, I reached out to so many people the weekend. Yep. Haven't gotten a response, uh, and I kept trying, but I haven't gotten a response. So Monday, I, just, I set out a post. Yep. Um, saying that looking for some moms. Yep. If they want to do a one-on-one training, and then I listed everything that I, that I was going to offer. Yeah. Um, so far, I got three people who nice. are who I'm going to help out, uh, and I know that my program will help them. Fantastic. So they're all moms, yep. and they're all busy. I'm busy so, moms. If I could crack the code and help them out with their busy lives, I know I could do it for anybody, right? I like the confidence. Um, and I know I'll help. I'm a thousand percent sure. Good. So so for next week, wrapping this up, for yeah. next week, uh, where do I want to go? What What is my next goal? Yeah. Right? So uh, by the next time we meet, I want to finish my f- official sales funnel. Okay. So basically a funnel, what that is, it's it's basically like a website, but people come in to that funnel and they are hit with a sales page. And on the sales page, there's like words that, that sell. And basically what I'm going to be doing or what I'm planning on doing is I'm going to be the selling my first uh, 28-day habit-changing ebooks for moms Yep. Uh, for around $7. Okay. Um, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to have that all fleshed out, all put out, um, and I'm going to put ads to it. And that's the plan by Wednesday. I want to have it fully, or, or next time we record. Okay. Okay, yep. so next time we meet, I want to have it all done. Um, I want to have the complete funnel done. I don't know how realistic that is. Okay. But I know I'm going to do it for this this week okay. because that is what I want to get done. Um, so basically the process is it's a funnel. Yep. So if I were to, to lay it out verbally, so they come in through the $7 thing, mm-hmm. then I upsell them on something else. So upsell them means basically since they already bought, they're already a hot lead right? or they're already a hot customer. They're already showing a significant level of commitment. Yes. So research has shown that people who are hot leads are more likely to buy again. Hence so, the name hot leads. Yes. So... They're gonna. I'm gonna upsell them. I'm gonna give them an offer. Um, of, I guess, three months of. Not three months. Twenty eight days of individualized programming. Yep. Part of for the twenty eight day challenge. Great. Right for uh, I forgot what price. And then if they don't buy that, if they click no, I just want to get my seven day ebook. I'm gonna put a down sell. Yep. So a, a lower price version of that. Okay. Um, basically, it's it's an offer that's just a, a lower end version of, of the personalized yeah. programming. And then it'll bring them to the thank you page. Nice. Right. So I want to get that fully functioning, fully out, and then drive ads to it. Nice. And hopefully get some people to to buy that. And then eventually funnel them into my webinar which I've been still doing every week. Good. And then pitching them on who I am and, and my overall thesis and, and the product that I'm trying to actually get them into. Fantastic. Yeah, so by next week, you want to create that and finish up and fine-tune that funneling process. Yeah. Good. Sounds good. Fantastic. Well, Bob, pleasure as always. It's always a it's always insightful, an random, joyful, spontaneous tangent when we come into this podcast. Yeah. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we just don't like sit in silence for like 45 minutes. But, f- but for somehow, we, we create some sort of conversation. And I just wanted to put one more point of emphasis. And I think a lot of 
people, including ourselves probably right now, are taking it for granted, you know. Our plan is to meet every week. Our plan is to blab about our lives, to set goals forward for the future. But you're doing something pretty special. You're having accountability to every single week set a goal that needs to be done in that week. And you talk a lot, Bob, about how you will find people will find a way to get something done in the amount of time they give themselves. There are a lot of things early on in our podcast where you set goals for yourself for a week and you didn't do anything for the first five days and you had like a day and a half left. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And you yeah. still did it, right? Yeah. Because you make it happen in the time that you have to a certain extent. Yep. And so instead of saying, you know, within the next year I'm going to do dot, 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 one, two, three things, you're breaking it up big. You're saying this week, this is the tangible thing I'm doing. Yep. And that's how you turn your success from looking at data points of being uncertain to looking at that overall graph, the overall big picture trajectory of where you're going and saying, I'm making some moves out here. Huh. You know what we should do one day? Just listen to episode one yep. of our podcast. And, and like look, listen to how ridiculous and immature we sound compared to where we are now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only been like a month or two months. Well, com- compared to where we will be yes. looking way back. Let's, let's do that for like our 100th episode. I like it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So thank you so much for watching Manifest Mindset. We really need to get an intro for this podcast, like like a song intro, so we, to make this actually official. And also like cover art, because right now it's just a random picture. All right. Maybe that will be, how about this? That will be your additional homework. Getting an intro song? Getting an intro song and a cover that, by by the end of December. By the end of December. How about this? Okay. When, because those actually cost money to, to produce. Oh, okay. So... When I make my first thousand dollars, you're the tech guy for us. Yes. So when I make the first thousand dollars, yep, we're gonna get a a song, and we're gonna get a cover art picture. All right, Bear, be All good, right. damn good song. So, <laughs> so when you hear a song, you know <laughs> damn well that I made the thousand dollars and I'm going, I'm flying high. I love so, it. That's it for today. Thank you again so much for listening, um, and we'll see you next time.